Well, we're in our series, Live Like You're Loved. How many people have been living like you're loved? All right? Okay. One hand. That's good. Uh, the rest of you, shape it up. Come on, guys. God loves us. Isn't that incredible? It's an amazing fact found in Scripture many times. God loves us with a passionate, unbelievable, unconditional, unfailing love. And if we could live in that comprehension, if we could live in that, I mean, our lives would just be transformed. And that's what we want to do today. We want to look to God's Word. And you know what, guys? We need to know God's character. We need God to reveal His character. We need to know the way He acts, the way that He um, does things, and, uh, and the way that He responds to situations. And so this morning, we're going to look to God's Word, and we are going to try and understand and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal God's character to our hearts and to our minds today. Why don't you take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 103 this morning. Psalm 103. Today I want you to be paying attention. We're going to be talking about a lot of different characteristics of God's love this morning. But I would ask that you would begin to open your heart and let's just take one of the characteristics, maybe something that jumps out at you today. I want you to begin to watch for that, something that you can specifically apply to God's character. Because if we're going to go through about five different character traits, there's someone in this section that's going to understand God in a new way today because of one of the character traits. And someone else might have a different character trait or someone in this section might have a different character trait. This morning I want you to be watching something that maybe you haven't understood about God's love today and that you can apply it because God has to reveal these things uh, to our hearts and our minds. In fact, it says that starting at Psalm 103, starting at verse 7, it says this. It says that he, being God, he has revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. On the first Sunday that we talked about living like we're loved, we talked about the backside of the Red Sea, when God had defeated all of Israel's enemies, and what an incredible celebration that ensued in that moment. The people were celebrating, and the Red Sea deliverance said some different things about God's character. What did it say about God's character when he powerfully overcame the Egyptian army at the Red Sea? God said to his people in that moment, his character said this. He said, I care about you guys. He said, I will protect you. I will guide you. I will watch over you. I will defend you. I am on your side. God shows his way. He reveals his character through experience in our life. Though we may go through difficult times in life, many times those are the great moments in our life when we see and experience God in such a powerful, fresh, and new way. It wasn't an easy task to be with your back to the, to the Red Sea, but they experienced God in a powerful way. David in this Psalm 103 goes on to describe how God's amazing love and how amazing he is over the next few verses. It opens by saying that God revealed his character to Moses and then it reveals some great things about God and his love. Let's start at verse 8. It says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. God is compassionate. He shows concern for the difficult times that you have in your life. He cares about you. He isn't 
ignorant to the things that you're going through, even the minute little details. God is compassionate. It says here, it goes on to say that God is merciful. He, he shows favor or to pardon someone for something. That's what this word means. That God pardons us despite the mess-ups that we have in our life. Another characteristic that this verse says, it says that God is slow to anger. Some of us have a different perception of God. That God right away is, is angry with us or always upset with us. But the Bible says that God is in full control of His anger. Yes, God does get angry. But He's in full control of His anger. Then it says that He is filled with an unfailing love. Abundant in loving kindness for you. You see, there are many people that have this odd perception about God that He is a mean God. But the Bible says that He is compassionate. He is merciful when we make mistakes. He doesn't lose it and blow up and get so angry that He, that he loses control. He's filled with an overflowing and unfailing love for you. Verse 9 says this, He will not constantly accuse you, nor remain angry forever. This opening phrase means that God will not continually, and the Hebrew word here is, bring up a lawsuit against you. God isn't that kind of God. He, he isn't bringing up a continual lawsuit in this laundry list of all of the mistakes that you've ever made. And he goes, oh, Sheldon, no. Sheldon, you can't pray for that because remember on October 15th you did this and you said this and you thought, hmm. God, the Bible says that, that God is not... Have you ever felt accused? you ever felt accused before God? Sometimes, I don't know what it is, but in our hearts we, we kind of get this sense, maybe it's shame, uh, maybe it's a voice that continues to bring up all of the bad things that you've done. You ever prayed and all of a sudden you just feel like you're not worthy to talk to God anymore and there's those, those feelings or maybe those things in your mind that keep saying, you're not good enough, God won't listen to you, He doesn't care about you. Am I the only one that when you pray that happens? So I'm starting to wonder if this is really the job for me. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyone ever sensed anything like that? Ever in your whole life? Okay, yeah. You know, that's not God. Many people think that God is sitting there with this laundry list bringing up these past sins and making us feel bad. But there's something that you need to understand about the character of God and the character of Jesus Christ is this, is He will never come to you as an accuser. That is not part of His character. And part of what you have to understand is that in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says that the devil accuses us day and night before God. It is, God, it is not God's character to accuse us on a continual basis. It's actually the enemy's character, the devil. He, he continuously, day and night, he wants to bring accusation. He wants to bring up all of the things that we've done in the past, all of the things that, that, that he would try and heap on us with condemnation and shame and all of those things. But this is not the character of God. It says here that God, He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. This brings more clarification on accusation here. God doesn't continually bring up our case against us. In fact, He doesn't remain angry with us. This basically means, in simplest terms, is God doesn't hold grudges. Any grudge holders in the room? 
<clears throat> few of you, that person, they wronged me. How many are glad that God doesn't hold grudges? Oh, man. That's huge. That's huge because how many times have we tried to be obedient, tried to serve God, tried to do all of the things that He asked us to do only to mess it up? And the next time, it's funny that God still asks us to do something because God isn't sitting there going, well, you know, Sheldon, you really made a wreck of it this last time, so forget it. You're on the, you're on the wreck, team. You're over here. You're, you, you can't do anything for me anymore. But God doesn't remain angry forever. It shows us, listen, this, this, these wording here shows us a beautiful picture of a loving Father, our Heavenly Father. That fathers get upset when their children generally the brand new riding lawnmower off the edge of the area at their farm. Fathers get upset. It just happens. I know. I know that. I know fathers get upset. Okay? Um, but this is amazing that just like our earthly fathers, they get upset, but their love supersedes their anger for their children. And God, in the same way, His love overpowers His anger for us. God is our Father. And I love that, that God doesn't call us, when He calls us, He doesn't call us to His company, and doesn't call us to His group, or doesn't call us to His team, or doesn't call us to His troop. Do you know what He calls us to? His family. He calls us to His family. Because He is our Heavenly Father. And like a loving Father that may get upset at times, it doesn't stay constant. But His love for us does remain constant. Aren't you glad that God's compassion is permanent, but His anger is temporary? Isn't that good? Verse 10. It says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. He doesn't punish us to the full extent of our sin. This truly shows how much God loves us. Our punishment should be severe. Each of us, our punishment should be so severe because we have all walked away from God. We have all broken the relationship that God wants to have with us. We have all sinned in many different ways. But the Bible says that He doesn't deal with us harshly. He doesn't reward us because of our iniquities. Other translations say because He doesn't equally give us the punishment that our deeds deserve. As we deserve, this verse says. David writes this pretty clearly. David, of all people, understood that, that what your deeds deserved. He, he was the guy that, that sinned as the king and committed adultery, committed murder, and all of these things. And, and as the king probably should have paid for it with his life, but yet God granted him mercy and didn't give him what his deeds deserved. In the same way with us, that God's unfailing love, none of us deserve God's love. None of us deserve compassion and mercy. In fact, we deserve the opposite of the last three verses. Unfailing love. What a beautiful wording here. Unfailing love. When we fail God, His love is unfailing towards us. 
Isn't that amazing? So we see that many times we, we are in awe of God's love in the action of Him sending His Son to die on the cross for us. For what God has done for us, we're thankful. But what about being thankful for the things that He hasn't done to us? You ever thought about that aspect? You ever thought about, huh, He deals harshly with us, or He does not deal harshly with us, as we deserve. Have you ever been thankful for the things that God hasn't done? We can thank God He loves us so much that He doesn't deal harshly with us as we deserve. Verse 11, it says, For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Fearing God. This is a difficult concept to grasp sometimes because when we think of the word fear, we don't equate it to the word love. We think that those two don't go together. In fact, Scripture tells us that they don't. Um, in 1 John 4.18 it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. It says that in 1 John 4.18. But the, the fear in that passage, 1 John 4.18, the, the fear in that passage is a fear of punishment. But the fear in Psalm 103 is a different kind of fear. It's not the fear of punishment that it talks about in this verse. For your unfailing love is towards those who fear Him, God. This actually is the word of honoring and revering. It's, it's a reverence towards God. It's, 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 a, it's a submission towards God, a, a reverence and, and holding Him in high esteem. It's not a simple fear like being afraid of, but a reverence whereby an individual recognizes the power and the position of the individual revered and renders him the proper respect. The person that honors and reveres God, his unfailing love is towards him. My question for you this morning is this. Is God in a place of honor in your life? Is God in a place of honor in your life so that his unfailing love is towards you? Is God in a, in a place of honor in your life? Have you, have you placed Him in the place of authority, the place of honor, the place of respect? How much is God's unfailing love? Pastor Dustin? <clears throat> it says, as high as the height of the heavens above the earth. You know, to show how vast God's love is, I brought a prop here to try and help us understand Many times we think of God's love and we, um, this is about the, the person that understands God's love the most in this entire room. I don't know who you are, but whoever you are, you probably comprehend God's love about this much. Okay? You probably have experienced this much of God's love. And, and many times we think, oh, God's love is an amazing characteristic and it's incredible. But, but the, the amount of love that we experience and understand is just this much. Deb, would you help me for a minute? Help me with this. But, but the trueness of God's love is actually this. Can you take this and walk that way for me? I need you to walk all the way back. Keep going. The full extent, the height and the breadth and the depth of God's love, keep going, buddy, is far greater 
than any of us could ever imagine, could ever comprehend, could ever know. It is, it is far greater than any of us could, could try and collect in our mind. Keep going, Dev. Keep going. There you go. Dev's already out the door. Keep going, buddy. You don't have to go outside, Dev. That's good. That's good. That's all right. Okay, you can just drop it. Come, you can come back. You see, guys, I think a lot of times in our lives that we just take this little portion of God and we go, oh, man, I'm so glad, glad that God loves you. Listen, guys, for the, his unfailing love towards us, those who fear us, is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. It could never, we could never comprehend, we could never understand the incredible greatness of God's love and how incredibly uh, uh, passionately God loves us. And, and, and he loves us so much. It's more than, than we could ever write in books. It's more than we could ever comprehend in a person's mind. It's more than a com- computer could ever compute or generate or all the computers in the world. Anything that we could possibly do. There's nothing that we could do to ever understand the greatness of the unfailing love of God. It's so much further than our comprehension. We just, we just, we just get this little tiny picture in our minds, this little portion that God, His love for us is far beyond. Guys, if God loves you this much, doesn't it make you want to live differently? Doesn't it make you want to live like you're loved by God? Doesn't it make you, if you begin to comprehend this, all of this, Doesn't it make you want to sit there and go, man, God is amazing. He truly does love me with an incredible, unfailing, immeasurable love. I am no longer forgotten. I'm not hated. I'm not shamed. I'm not condemned. I'm not worthless. I'm not less than. I am absolutely, unbelievably, more than I could ever ask or imagine, loved by God. Is that good stuff, or is it just me? It's so amazing. You see, guys, we're not even to the end of the passage yet. This is incredible. (laughs) Verse 12, it says this. It says that He, this God that loves us this much, He has removed our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. (laughs) He's removed our sin. This Hebrew word here means to keep moving. So not only has He separated, but He is keeping it moving. It's never going to come back to chase you because it's moving in the opposite direction. It is separated. It is, it is pushed as far as the east is from the west. It's like God, another Hebrew word says, it's a severing. A severing. Where God cuts it off and He throws it as hard as He can. And because He's all powerful, it's a long ways. And it just keeps going. It keeps going. It doesn't come back. It's never seen or heard from again. But this is the amazing part, guys. It says that that He has removed our sin 
from away from us. God removes our sin from us. It's important to, to, to think because many times we get the, the upset God, the God that's always mad at me, and we think that God keeps our sin ever before Him, and He separates us and pushes us away from Him. The Bible says something drastically different. It says that God takes our sin and He separates it from us and He keeps us with Him. That's what He desires. He desires the relationship. And many times the accuser comes to us and wants us to, to separate ourselves from God. But the Bible says that God wants to keep us right here with Him and separate our sin from Him. That's what He wants. And then it says, as far as the east is from the west, not only is God's love as high as the heavens, not only is it incredibly vertical, it is absolutely amazing horizontally as well. And God's love encompasses us, and it pushes our sin as far as the east is from the west. When we come to God with respect and with honor and with repentance of our sin, the Bible says God separates the sin from the sinner and forgives them. This morning I want you, everyone in the, in, in the room here, there's a, there's a three by five cards in every row. It's on the right hand side of the row. If you can find those, I had an example here, but I lost it. There we go. Three by five cards. If you could just take those, it's usually on the right, right hand side. Grab those and just hand them down your row, would you? And if, if you're in one of the rows where there's a gap, it's still in front of you. There's still, you can take those and begin to pass those around. If everyone could get one of these 3 by 5 cards this morning, that'd be great. And then, then if you could grab a pen, we're going to write something on this. So here's the deal. This morning I asked, I said, we're going to cover a lot of different characteristics of God. But every person in the room, I believe, is going to respond to a different attribute, a different characteristic of God's love today. What I want you to do is I want you to write it down on this piece of paper. I'm going to go through them just generically as we went through all of these passages of Scripture. And I want you to, the one that, that, you, that you sense in your heart to write down, the one that impacts you the most about God's character today, I want you to write on this piece of paper. You can just write one word or you can write a short sentence or whatever. But guys, we talked about experiencing God's love through the Holy Spirit poured into our hearts last week. And we took time to listen and, and experience God. And I want today, I want us to take and write down these characteristics that God... So what are the characteristics that we looked over today? That, what characteristic really stirred my heart? Maybe one of the characteristics of God this morning was... That how compassionate God is towards you. That He really genuinely cares about you in a powerful way. That He's compassionate. Maybe the characteristic you would write on your card is that God is a merciful God. He is willing to pardon us despite our great failures in the things that we've done. Maybe the aspect that really resonates the most in your heart today is that God is slow to anger and He is filled with unfailing love for you. Maybe you've had a different perception of God, but this is the characteristic that He is slow to anger, but filled with unfailing love. Maybe the picture of God that, that resonated the most with you was, was a loving Father. Though He gets upset, His love supersedes His anger. 
Maybe that's the beautiful picture of his character that you get. Maybe the characteristic that means the most to you is that God doesn't punish us to the extent of our sins deserve, but God is patient with us. Maybe it's the vastness of God's love that grasped you today. How great and wonderful and high and long and amazing the love of God is. Maybe that was the characteristic that you needed to know today. Maybe you needed to know the characteristic was that God separates our sin from us further than we could ever imagine. What part of God's character, could you write that down today? What part of God's character really impacted you the most this morning from his word? Just hold on to your pens once you're done with that. Guys, I believe that that God does amazing things, and I don't believe in accidents. I believe that the thing that you wrote on your card wasn't just for you. The fact that you understand this characteristic of God isn't just about you. You see, God loves not just the people in the church or the people that are close to him, but God has a genuine love, agape, like we learned about last week, unconditional, amazing love for every person on the face of the planet. Next week, we talked about having um, a Bring a Friend Sunday. Guys, I believe that not only was this written on your card today, was for you and your life to be impacted by the love of God. But I believe that God is going to put a person in your place this week that you are going to be able to convey in some way the same characteristic of God to their life. That God would so orchestrate your life so that you could cross paths with them. Maybe the Holy Spirit has already laid this person on your heart. Maybe as Courtney said, let's think about who we're going to invite. Guys, I believe that God so loved the Bakken. God so loved Watford City. God so loved this region that he sent his son to die on the cross for everyone. But there are people in this community, there are friends of ours that don't know how much God loves them. They don't understand this. I want you to know this, that that breaks the heart of God. He wants them to know how much they love Him or that He loves them. And so guys, this morning what I want us to do is I want you to begin to think, I want you to begin to be open to inviting someone uh, to church next Sunday, and this is why. is because next Sunday, if you ever wanted to invite someone to church, next Sunday is going to be the greatest Sunday you could ever invite somebody to church. Because we are going to talk about the most incredible thing in the whole world. God's love for them. It's not going to be a Sunday where you have to be afraid or you're worried or concerned. I'm not really sure. You know what? We're just going to be friendly to people and we're going to explain to them how incredibly much God absolutely loves and cares for them as individuals. 
So I want us to, to close in prayer this morning. This is what I would ask us to do. Is that God would begin to open our hearts and our minds and that we would be prepared in advance this week to live like we're loved so that when we come in contact with those around us that need to know the love of Jesus Christ, we would have both the courage, the insight, the wisdom, the understanding, the clarity to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, and that we would be not only able to convey that, but invite them to an opportunity to hear about the incredible love of God. Would you pray with me this morning? Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we just ask today, God, Lord, we don't want to keep this incredible thing your love to ourselves. That would be selfish. But God, we know that there are a lot of people in this community, there are a lot of friends that we know, a lot of people, Lord Jesus, that, that not only would love to hear about the love of God, but they desperately need to know how much you love them. So God, use us, that we would be your mouthpiece, that we would be your hands, that we would be your feet, that you would give us courage, that you would give us love, that, God, your love would be shed abroad in our hearts, it would inundate our hearts and fill us, it would flood our lives, so that we in turn could shine the light of Jesus Christ to every person that we come in contact with. God, we ask that lives would be transformed this week, that hearts would be softened and prepared for the things that you want to do in people's lives. God, help us to experience the love of Jesus, to shine it to a world that desperately needs to know him, that, God, our community would be illuminated with the love of God. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you guys. Remember this week, live like you're loved. Lord bless.